High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Okay, if you're just tuned in, don't worry, it's not Saturday mornings. This isn't down to business, but it is Bobby Kerr. I am standing in for George Hook today. And by the way, I just tell you... um, that I'll be joining the great Ivan Yates uh, on the all-new News Talk Sunday lineup that's starting on April the 2nd. You've got yours truly on from 9 to 11, uh, doing sort of very much lifestyle stuff. Uh, we'll be doing some travel, some food. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Ivan then does all the heavy lifting with Mary Lou MacDonald and all that good political stuff from 11 till 1. So we should be a good double act on a Sunday morning from 9 all the way till 1 with Ivan Yates and myself. Okay, over to Washington now and let's talk to Michael Graham. Well, if you must. How are you, Michael? How are things? I'm terrific. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, we're in the middle of the back end of a blizzard right now. I had to I hear into uh, the office. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my daughter's in New York. She was telling me they were expecting three feet of snow last night. And uh, have you? How many feet of snow did you get where you are? They always. You know, it's cla- It's classic weatherman. I don't know if it works in Ireland because you guys have you know pretty much great weather you know all the time. But here in the states, it's always. 40 feet of snow, 9 feet of snow, 9 inches is okay. There was an ice cube on the sidewalk. That's it. So it's a little slushy. It's a little icy. We got not a lot. Uh, New York has already pulled off its blizzard uh, alert. They're going to have some snow. They're going to have some wind. There's going to be a nor'easter in in New England, but Boston is going to mostly get um, wet stuff and, uh, and rainish, you know, not not the mountains of snow. So, uh, you know, it's weather. And this okay. Is, I don't want to get sidetracked into a conversation about global warming panic. <laughs> no, we won't do that. It's weather. It's happened for, you know, millennia. It's going to keep happening. So that's okay. I, now, wanna... I have a question for you. I have yep. a question. For you. So you're a businessman. You're not a politician. You're not a radio jerk like me, right? You work in the real world. Yes, I do. Okay. So I was in Vegas last weekend and boy, is my wallet tired. And, uh, I was walking through the, you know, the, the strips, the shops, you know, all the stuff. And I've, I've posted on Twitter some photos and I, I sent them to the to the hook crew. I don't know if they did. I have it here in front of me. Yes, of the, when you walked in the big, you know, grab your uh, tchotchkes in your souvenir store because St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Everything was, you know, Irish yoga and people vomiting and bending over and over toilets and an Irishman walked out of a bar. It could happen, and you know, Irish green and the, basically it, it was all on the premise that I'm Irish, I'm drunk, and I'm proud. And uh, there were some people nearby heard, you know, Euro- they weren't Irish, but Europeans, and they were kind of coughing, eh, this isn't really you know, appropriate and political correct and blah, blah, blah. I have a theory as a completely non-Irish person, and I want to lay that out despite the many years I've been doing this with George Hook. As far as I know, my redneck family from the rural south in America, uh, we have no Irish roots. I am Irish by beverage. I'm right. trying to myself into an honorary Irish standing. I have Irish, Barry, Barry's tea. I'm having it right now. In fact, I'm having, I have Guinness every day at lunch, not every day, but almost every day at lunch. And I have Bushmills every evening to cap my day. I happen to think as a person who's Irish via osmosis, that as much as people whine about, this is a terrible stereotype and we are, that's, that's not Ireland and there's too much drink driving and blah, 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 blah. That deep inside the Irish burn with pride Every time they see one of these T-shirts, one of these posters, one a, a character in a movie that says essentially, "The Irish, world's greatest partiers. We can hand our handle our liquor like no one else can. We are, we are the quintessential <clears throat> enjoy life culture." I think as much as your politicians whine about it, 
you guys actually love it. Well, let me talk to you now, Michael. I want to say a few things on this. Uh, firstly, I've been in the States um, on about five Patrick's Days over the years. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly when I was a young fella, I remember being in Boston. And I remember being the proudest guy Everybody wanted to be with me. Everybody wanted to buy me a drink. Everybody said they wanted to know me just because I was Irish. So you're right. There is something about being Irish. That why, why does everybody want to be Irish? Are we right about the stereotypes of about the drunken Irish, the violent Irish, no blacks or Irish or whatever apply? I, I think... I think that, that, you know, that's, there is that dark side of our, of our, you know, our crutch that we use alcohol too much, that we are a nation of drunks. But I personally think that to be Irish and to be Irish in the States on Patrick's Day is one of life's great honors. I'd put that to you. I, it, it is at a St. Patrick's Day, and, and if you've been here in the U.S., you know that what we've turned St. Patrick's Day into is basically Irish Mardi Gras. You know, it's not – there is uh, – some some Catholic churches obviously are open. Some Catholic churches have uh, ceremonies, but the vast majority of Americans, Catholic and otherwise, uh, it's just a, a chance to party. You turn things green, and then you puke on them, and that's how America does it. I'm not saying well, that's no. the way it is, but well, uh, let me give you an example. In the rural South, if you're if you're an American Southerner, uh, uh, I forget that you guys have a phrase for rural Irish. Colchies, colchies. Yeah, so I'm basically a colchie. That's why I, I grew up with people who are, I'm not exaggerating. Ate squirrel, and by the way, it's actually pretty good. A bogger. Uh, it's good, and um, and so when when I moved up north and I would talk to people about growing up, they uh, they thought of me as this kind of you know, uh, uh, a woodsman, like I was a guy who knew how to handle himself and could take on wild animals and knew what to do with a knife and could fix it. Cause that was kind of our reputation is kind of redneck and backwoods, but really down to earth and a lot of, you know, practical. Well, that was not true at all. I spent my entire formative years running from large hairy people named Bubba, many of them women, and I have no skills, <laughs> but it didn't matter. That was, and so I kind of, for the first time I was kind of, pra- that's right. That's damn straight. Don't mess with me. I know how to throw down. I'm, and I think that the Irish, even the teetotalers of the Irish kind of like this reputation. It, it may not be technically positive, politically correct. But I think they secretly like it. Can I read you out a couple of texts, Michael? Just a couple, just to get you going. Better a, no, better a nation of drunks than a nation of world aggressors. That's from Bernie. <laughs> Another texter says, tell Michael Graham that while some of us might be drunks, 63 million Americans are repugnant idiots. And that's from Damien and Carlo. And drunk is, and another texter tells us, which is probably uh, one that you will like to hear, drunkenness isn't an Irish stereotype. It's a reality. Um, what? I don't know that it's a reality stereotype at all. I mean, obviously, we've seen the statistics on drinking, and, and et cetera, and the, no doubt about it, I, there's an issue in Ireland, just like in the United States, there's an issue with opioid addiction, and that's the reality. And those, We can have an adult conversation about you know, right public policy choices, what to do. My point is that there is this kind of pride. You know, people ask me all the time, why do I drink Irish whiskey? I've I'm actually omnibibulous. I I never turn down a free drink. It's a rule, and uh, so I'll. <laughs> so you must anything. be Scottish then, rather than Irish. <laughs> you know, exactly. Never turn down a free drink, and um, but but I and I my answer is always I don't understand why everyone doesn't drink Irish whiskey, whether it's Jameson's or Redbreast or Middleton or whatever. Because if you're walking down the street and there's a Frenchman, an Italian, and an Irishman in front of you, who do you follow into a bar? 
You follow the Irishman. You follow the Frenchman into a restaurant. You follow the Italian into a bordello, but you follow the Irishman into the pub because it's their wheelhouse. It's it's what they know. And I think that's how the world sees it. I think the Irish kind of like it that way. So, Michael, where will you be for Patrick's Day? And what are you going to do on Patrick's Day that now that you want to celebrate your Irishness, even though you don't have a direct connection with us? I, I, everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. And so I will be... Um, I will be, I, I, I spend mine drinking. I don't do the corned beef, you know, that cabbage whole thing because I don't happen to like that meal that much. So I see no reason to punish myself. There are other great Irish foods. I love shepherd's pie. Uh, and I love, I, I make a Guinness beef stew that I just absolutely, in fact, I've got the stuff for the fridge. That's what I'll be doing. I'll be cooking Guinness beef stew. And, and have uh, you ever gone to any of the parades? I've been to the parade in Dublin, which yeah. was interesting because it was a real parade. It was a family, you know, let's all celebrate fun parade, kind of like the Thanksgiving Day Parade in the States. I have obviously been to the parades in Boston. I lived in Boston. And they were very uh, different. They were, you know, there was a kind of a obnoxious party, like I said earlier, Mardi Gras feel to it. And that's, uh, that's where I was. I, I would, but I do want to ask you about something else because back to those texts uh, about the American people. And as I've told uh, George, many times I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I would never vote for Donald Trump under any circumstances. Of course, I also didn't vote for Hillary Clinton because she was a lying crook. <laughs> it's interesting to me how anyone in Ireland, giving your political <clears throat> misfortunes and issues, can possibly say, "How dare you vote for that guy? Are you really glass houses throwing stones? Really, the people of Ireland are going to judge the electoral decisions." Of other countries, that's that's. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't help but give a wry smile over well, that. Well, I, 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 I don't know. Donald Trump, uh, and again, I interviewed him when he was over here when he just bought his property here in Doombeg. Um, and that in in those days, it was well before any political ambitions. And the the great thing about him was Michael that he told me that I had a great radio show. So that <laughs> that was him to me. But listen, um, just he never to, said to me. I just want to. Know. <laughs> Did he not? No, I wonder why. I've done conservative radio in America. Donald Trump never had anything nice to say to me. And as one of his people said when I was trying to arrange an interview not long ago, oh, you're that guy. So <laughs> that's why. But notice that the insult isn't insulting Trump. Your, your listeners are insulting the voters, the stupid Americans. It's always turns personal. It can't possibly be. You know, I, I have a way that I think the world works politically. I had two awful choices, and I chose what I thought was the lesser of two evils. But it can't be that at all. No, no, no. It's all you're an idiot. You're a moron. Which, of course, we went through with George W. Bush, who did a far better job of being president than Barack Obama did by any, virtually any measure. Uh, but you never had that on Barack Obama. It's all partisan. If you don't agree with my partisanship, you're an idiot. And that is the position of the left, whether it's the European left or whether it's the Hollywood left. And it, I will tell you, it's one of the reasons Trump won. People okay. are tired of being told they're idiots just because they disagree with Madonna. Let me read out a couple of other texts because we were talking about the Irish. We were talking about drunkenness on Patrick's Day. Bobby, I've been in Florida on the 17th of March. The local Patrick's Day parade was an embarrassment. I won't go into it, but I went elsewhere. That's from Brendan in Dublin. 
Any person whinging about our reputation as a bunch of drunks had better not be planning to get drunk on St. Patrick's Day when the eyes of the world are on us. Our reputation is well deserved to our great shame. And that's from John in Dublin. And finally, St. Patrick's Day in Dublin is an embarrassing pagan ritual with drunken louts and litter everywhere. And I don't know, you say you've been at Patrick's Day here in uh, our celebration here in Dublin, Michael. Uh, I worked in the city for many years um, and I used to see the carnage uh, that was St. Patrick's Day and uh, I wasn't proud of what I saw. So well, listen- okay. I was there with George. It was like at noon, right? It was the noon parade, as I, as I recall. I'm doing this from memory a few years ago. Um, but what I saw was look like a parade. Now, maybe we were in like the family friendly part. I don't George know. always gets VIP tickets to the kind of, that, he wouldn't be down with the rabble and kind of getting down and dirty with the guys in Temple Bar. He wouldn't be doing that. Let me tell you, you want, you want to hang with George <laughs> anytime you're in Ireland. You want to go to the hotel where he is because he's going to be at the Westbury. You want to go to the restaurants he goes to. You want, you definitely want anything you can do in Ireland. No, I George. don't. No, absolutely I don't. Listen, nice talking to you. Michael Graham there. Thanks a million.